0: Cure Dispensary in Lancaster is a busy place with patients coming and going.
1: I have drops that I put under my tongue.
0: Anthony Ugolnik picked up his supply of medical marijuana to treat pain from spinal stenosis. The
1: pain, you know, relief has been great.
0: But Cure and other dispensaries are having a difficult time getting supply, especially of dry leaf or flower.
2: It's this perfect storm.
0: Cure COO Ryan Smith told me by Skype it's a matter of supply and demand.
2: The challenge
3: that we're facing right now is there's a more patient demand for product than there is legal supply of product.
0: The company grows marijuana in Colorado, but under law cannot ship it to Pennsylvania. It has to depend on the 10 grower processors operational in Pennsylvania. The State Department of Health says any product shortages are the result of the ever-growing medical marijuana program and the fact that as new dispensaries become operational, they must order their entire stock at once. Robin Church, who uses tincture for neuropathy, was unaware of any shortage. I have
2: no idea where it comes from or who their growers are or, or uh, any of that.
0: Cure says it will limit patients to 10 to 15 grams a day of dry leaf marijuana when supply is short. It hopes the problem will improve in the coming months. Hey, y'all.
2: Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Ativa podcast. I am your host Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at imcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCanvasativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativa Pod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bum up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I podcasts. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Howdy, y'all. Mrs. Sativa here. Hope you guys are having a very good one. Today, we've got a special episode planned for you guys. Today's episode, we talk with a fellow medical marijuana patient and fan of the show, Joy Meenan, who is originally from New Jersey, but now lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's a medical marijuana patient who was a skilled athlete with a bright future until heroin and opiates threw him off course. He then turned to medical marijuana or marijuana to replace opiates, but much like that of the drug war, getting caught with the marijuana was the biggest danger to him rather than the constructive use of it. Something that our government doesn't seem to understand through its failed prohibition. We talked about his journey, the medical marijuana system in Pennsylvania, and his awesome channel, which can be found on YouTube at Joey One Love. And he can also be found on Joey One Love 420 on Instagram. Also note that Joey just got back from surgery on his hand of the time of the interview and was coming off the effects of anesthesia. A special thanks for him for taking the time to share his story and have a discussion. Without further ado, let's get to the episode.
3: Hello?
1: Hey, Joey. Um, It's Ben. How's it going?
3: Hey, how's it going, Dan?
1: Pretty good. Apologies for the um, technology issues.
3: Yeah. I don't I don't know what was uh what was going on there. I don't I think it's just my piece of crap phone I got probably.
1: <laughs> um oh so you're doing it via phone, not um not on your computer.
3: Well well I was trying to do it on my computer and and that wasn't working either, so that's why I tried to use my phone. So okay. I tried to use both. Like right. when the one wasn't working, I tried going to the phone and then once that didn't work, I just didn't know.
1: <laughs> All right. I think I think I think part of the problems I the, with the clean feet there's like a pro edition. So maybe maybe some of the glitches were related to that, maybe because I don't have the I don't have the pro edition, so maybe it was like a setting I needed to a block for it to work. But we're talking now, so
3: Yeah. Yeah, so like like uh Yeah, so we're talking now.
1: <laughs> um yeah. so so um so what was like, like, did you just like sort of describe what your relationship with cannabis was prior to sort of using it as a medicine and getting a card?
3: Um, I just started getting, I just got, I'm a new, newer patient. Like I just got my card in September. Um, I never really wanted to be a patient really if, because I would, Feel like it's more like a waste of money right because yeah. it's so expensive and but since i live in pittsburgh now i and i'm from south jersey so going to a town where you don't really know anybody you kind of have to like you know it's really not options really aren't there right at hand whereas somewhere you grew up you know so so that's why I started going to the uh patient route. I I see.
1: So like um yeah, I mean 'cause like if you move somewhere you don't really have like a way to sort of like acquire it. So you have to sort of go through the um through the legal channels. Um so I'd imagine it's like um, you have to you have to pay to be on the registry, and then you have to pay the doctor, and that's like hundreds of dollars,
3: like a lot Yeah, of it's, it's hundreds of dollars. Like I had to pay two hundred and fifty dollars just for my first visit to the doctor alone, and then after that, I also had to pay a fifty dollars fee just to activate the card. Yeah, it's that's four hundred dollars right there. That's that's more than a car payment. You know, like Dingo. that's that's absurd. That's absurd. And cannabis like access is a huge issue. Like, especially somebody for me, like, um, I'm a heroin addict and I was clean for a very long time. And, but I've always used cannabis my whole life. Like cannabis has always been a medicine for me. Like I've always, I have been a very angry person most of my life. Like, um, ever since I was 12, I can remember just being angry, like having no fuse whatsoever. And cannabis has helped that. Like, tremendously I'm i don't have a
1: little bit too like yeah and when
3: i don't have cannabis in my life like i'm just an asshole like i am like i'm somebody who i don't want to be and that has helped me so that so that is what originally steered me to cannabis at such a young age i believe i was like 13 and uh so i just didn't want to feel that way anymore but once i got into the opiates um, I realized that cannabis actually helped me get off of them and stay off of them. But unfortunately, like since there's such a negative stigma against cannabis that it's hard to a get a job if I'm using cannabis or just, you know, just that negative stigma that everybody has against it. It's so hard for it, to be accessible, so someone like me, I ended up relapsing because of lack of access to cannabis, because I had to find somebody on the street for it, and then it ended up being, yeah, they were my pot dealer for a while, and then next thing you know, he ends up being a heroin dealer the whole time, and then next thing you know, my life is just ruined to the lack of cannabis access. Wow. You know?
1: Wow. So
3: it's like... So it's like for people like me, it's really, it's really an issue, you know? Like I was clean for almost two and a half years off of heroin. And then I relapsed because I, because my pot dealer ended up finding out I used to be a junkie. So realized he could make more money off me selling me heroin than he can pot. So he called me on a bad day, you know? So it's like if cannabis access was widely available for people like me who don't need, who it's a risk to go on the street. I mean, not even people like me, it's a risk for anybody to go try to get cannabis off the street. And I feel like it shouldn't have to be that way. We should be able to walk into CVS and get it.
1: I agree entirely. It's, it's I mean, it's really like, it's, I mean, you definitely a very strong person um, using cannabis to overcome um, um, heroin. Heroin is just like, like, it scares the living daylight out of me. Like, I've I've always been like a rock music and grunge head and it's just like, like I don't know, it's just like, it's a hell of a drug, I'll say that. And cannabis is very good harm reduction for, for for getting off something like heroin and and using it as a medicine to treat your illnesses in a more constructive way, as opposed to heroin, which can be very very dangerous and very very corrosive and, and harmful, and it's just it's, it's like it's like these politicians, like like I say on my podcast, they don't understand. They just think that you know, we're, we're getting cannabis to go to a, a Deadhead concert or a, a Fish concert when we're just using it to control, sort of, control anger, control depression, PTSD, pain, all sorts of stuff. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. And, um, so, um, so, so you're originally from Jersey. Um, did you, did you move to PA because the, the Jersey system was?
3: also goes uh like and, um so first of all, sorry if i'm like a little i'm still like from- coming out of anesthesia from surgery yesterday, so that's why like oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a little like a little like palsy and hesitant like all over the place, so I'm sorry for that first of all no, but, sorry. yeah, um
1: how did that go? Are you feeling all right or
3: yeah, I mean I'm just i mean starting to the pain's starting to get like a little bit but like like my hand is definitely like throbbing like a bitch but. It's, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it went good, though, so. But, yeah, I'm originally from South Jersey, and so I had to move from there because I had a daughter at the age 16, and her mother was a piece of shit, so I, I ended up, like, raising her by myself for a while. And then um, I got into a car accident, and I had pot on me like i had like four ounces on me like a little bit less than four ounces of pot on me and i was on but it was in my trunk and i was on my way to pick up my daughter from preschool and me and my sister got into a car accident i had a warrant out a seatbelt warrant like for an unpaid seatbelt ticket and uh but the cops in my town like they knew i sold pot for years and like they've always wanted to get me and they finally like had the chance so they ended up arresting me on the possession and um the seatbelt ticket and then that turned into a whole child services thing and then it turned into a and then it turned into a whole thing where because I can't stop smoking pot that they took my like they gave me the option to sign my rights over uh, for my daughter to my parents but I could never but I had to move out of my parents house in order for that to happen so I became homeless because I wasn't going to let my daughter go in the foster system you know like so I was just so I mean my parents like my parents are still together like not many people's parents are even still together like you know like it's like they're great people so like I am not going to take anybody any chance it was anybody else besides my parents, like, you know? Yeah. So I was like, well that's a no brainer to me. Like I'm just gonna figure it the fuck out. Like, you know, so and then I just had nowhere good to stay in Jersey. And Jersey's so expensive to live, like it's ridiculous. So like for someone my age, like with really poor credit and a drug addict with a criminal record like it's really, it was really hard for me to just up and like make a house appear in Jersey, like for me to live in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I ended up, uh, going out to Michigan, like on health insurance, like saying I was a drug addict, so I have a place to stay. So like they, they, they put me in rehab and I, that's where I ended up meeting my fiance now who is from Pittsburgh and that's how I ended up in Pittsburgh.
1: Wow, that's, that's, that's fascinating. Um, it's just so ridiculous that, 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 that this government like as a whole wants to punish what well, essentially is a street pharmacy where, where, where you're providing medicine to people and you know they, they, they weaponized the fact that you were using medicine and and or selling it against you to 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 throw your life off course but it right. but yeah and but you got to meet your fiance which is which is amazing so at least something great came out of that
3: yeah but like but it's the whole thing like like if the if there was never this absurd prohibition to begin with like this all all this like <clears throat> Nazi propaganda against marijuana to begin with, like I would have never been homeless in the first place. I would have never developed PTSD from the things that happened to me be- because I was homeless, because I got caught with pot, because I had to sign over the rights to my daughter, to my parents so she doesn't go into a foster home, because I refused to not smoke pot, because... If I do, then I'm going to end up shooting heroin. And that's a given, like, that's a fact. And that's, and nobody wants that because nobody wants to be a junkie. Nobody does. Like, so if for government to be like, well, either turn into a junkie or put your daughter in the foster system, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what kind of sense does that make? Like, what kind of, Society do we live in, where our government is telling me that I can't have access to a plant, because, and they'd rather me being in Camden, New Jersey, getting arrested on the corner and funding the heroin trade, you know, like what? Like, <laughs> yeah, God, just it just this prohibition just makes it makes zero sense
1: whatsoever, and. It's it, it's so it's so harmful in a lot in a lot of different ways and um, yeah I mean it, it's good that you're sort of able to, to use cannabis and I think I think there are some states that are trying to prevent like employee em, employer um, discrimination I think Nevada off the top of my head is doing it but um, but it's just like for the most part, like even just like, like I talk like like I've all, always said on my podcast, even just finding a place to use, like me myself, I'm staying with my my old. I'm, I'm lucky that I'm lucky and blessed that my older sister has a room that I can stay in her house, and she lets me right. use it aside. But like many people, like I don't know if this is like this was an issue for you at, at any point. Were there any sort? Was were there any like? problems finding a place to use because like almost everywhere it's medically or adult use legal you can't do it in public and if like your landlord where you're renting is like oh you can't do it in in, in the apartment then you almost have no place to go you know
3: yeah right i, I believe i i read a story out here where an older gentleman uh got refused like he got kicked out of his apartment because he was using medical marijuana and did, i believe it was on the news and he had a hard time finding a place to stay like a place that I would accept him on his uh on his on his aid i think it was it was because uh the state like helps like funds him uh stay in place. i forget what what it's called, like what program he's in, he's in a program where they house him, but he's also on medical marijuana. And that contradicts, like there's no medical marijuana use or marijuana use at all to begin with on uh, apartment grounds that he did. And they like made a a certain agreement, I heard, where they uh, are going to turn their Somewhere that will accept him and allow medical marijuana on the property, but that should that poor old gentleman should never even be put through that in the first place because he was homeless for a couple nights out on the street. That poor guy, you know. Yeah. So it's like. So and then it's like for people like us, it's like okay, so so what do we go in our car and risk it in a DUI and our, like if we're if we park on the like because a lot of us that live in the city like we park in the street like we we're on the street yeah so I knew if go in our car park, if we so if we go in our car like and a cop pulls up right next to us like we're screwed we're getting hit with a DUI I mean. But even, but they're, that's such a sticky subject to begin with because, I mean, out here in PA, like, if a cop f- finds out that we're a medical marijuana patient, they just send us, they'll send us to the hospital and get a blood test and we get a DUI anyway because we can't prove that we weren't under the influence of the time of being pulled over so there's been a lot of DUI marijuana DUI cases out here for that situation but if a lot of us had a place to consume cannabis that would prevent a lot of these DUI cases happening
1: definitely i i, I fear that every day like I, like if i were to like like
3: like i'm, I'm trying
1: to make plans to like go to a, a, a better cannabis state like i said in the podcast and like i'm, I'm worried like if I'm, if I move out to another place, like, I mean, my, luckily my sister lets me go. my medicine, yard stuff, but it's like, I, I'm just like, again, I, like, like you're saying, like, I, I really worry about like, like, like if I go somewhere else, like what, what's that, what if that landlord's like, oh, you can't use, am I, like, am I just going to be regulated, relegated to, to, um, tinctures and, and, and DVD and cards, which are very expensive, is it are the vape carts and, and like tinctures, the non-smokable expensive where you are or like, can you sort of describe that?
3: Um, I'm sorry. Like all, all I, I thought you kind of like broke up in the beginning when you said something about tinctures and what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Um, so, so like being as there's so much, there's so many issues in finding a place to use for a lot of people. Um, like in a lot in dispensaries, they have like tinctures and edibles and all that. Um, like what are what's the pricing for that in Pennsylvania? Because I know Massachusetts. Like I've I've often said, like oh, it's absurd. I'm
3: I'm, I'm like I'm. They're bending us over. Like that's it's absurd. Like it's like nine. It, it could be like ninety five dollars for, like an lira, uh, I don't even think thousand milligrams. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of. It, it's a, it's absurd. Like, I mean, and a lot of people, like, I think we, we're starting to get on the subject because a lot of people, like, you can't consume cannabis. So you, you go towards edibles and tinctures and stuff like that. But that's, like, that's not my route. You know, like, I don't get the same relief that uh, I do vaping or smoking. Like, it's even illegal for us to smoke in Pennsylvania yeah. we can't even smoke our cannabis we have to quote-unquote vape it like are you kidding me like it like we can literally I've never heard of anybody getting their medical card taken away due to due to smoking but yet again the the program's so new and then like people like me that like review products and stuff like that like we no nobody has been like disciplined in any way where like we lost our what our cards but I mean it's a possibility that we could and it's a risk and it's unfair and we shouldn't have to worry about that but we are I know for a fact that we could get charged uh, a citation for smoking cannabis I don't I'm not exactly sure the price on it but I know that like we that if we do if there is evidence of us smoking our cannabis then we can get ticketed which is absolutely insane.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, like like it's funny. Like all these like it's, it's it's like it's like I don't know. It's like it's almost like it's sort of
3: like It's all, almost as if like the government's losing control so they want some kind of control. <laughs> like that's almost what it sounds like. It's that absurd that it's like what other reason do you have that I can't smoke cannabis? yeah like, like you're a- letting me you're letting me eat it you're letting me vape it you're letting me rosin it down to to a thousand times strength to a wax or whatever but like I can't smoke my flour. Yeah. what's your what's the logic behind it I've not, I have yet to hear of a reason why I can't smoke my cannabis they just say I can't smoke my cannabis they haven't given me a reason why I can't smoke my cannabis <laughs> they just say I can't like I don't understand
1: <laughs> I think it's because like the the lawmakers like they have like they don't like cannabis they probably haven't used it they're, they're probably in their 50s 60s they haven't used it since college in the 60s and 70s and because their squares and they don't really like it they have to impose their dislike of the smell and the dislike of, of maybe the effects or whatever onto everyone else so it's, don't you dare get euphoria from it it's like that's i think that's like the mindset that these lawmakers have and um it's like uh, like so many other states do. ohio and i think minnesota and new york like all these great lake states it's kind of it's it's a weird hint, coincidence if you if you think about it. Um. So like when so when you were getting your card, was it was it difficult to get in, in Pennsylvania? Did you, like almost oh, like the like
3: qualifying conditions? No, it was very easy for me to get. But um, I was because I uh I'm an opiate addict, so opiate dependency is on the list of ailments. So all I had to do was get um, I it. Went to a methadone clinic and got a counselor there to sit, like, write a. Listen, I'm addicted to opiates, and I just brought it to a doctor, and uh, he said this is a a qualifying condition, and that was it. But that's the thing, like, but I'm not an everyday methadone patient either. But like, you know, me being an opiate addict and way around the system, like. That was just my way to alleviate another two hundred dollars I would have to pay to go see a therapist to diagnose me with p t s d or um anxiety or depression, which I can't afford that extra two hundred dollars you know so but but any like a normal person that like is like would have to go like schedule an appointment get proof saying that they have one of the 20, there's 23 qualifying conditions, I believe in Pennsylvania. And then you just take it to a qualified, uh, medical marijuana doctor. And, um, I forget the website. There is a website that like has all the Pennsylvania qualified doctors. And it I just found the closest one to me. Uh, he got me in within a week and a half and, that was it, and then I. You, but it's really good to pre-register before the the appointment online with the, the Pennsylvania Department of Health, because once you do that and get that ball rolling, then the doctor has something to go into while you're while he's doing uh, signing you up. Because a lot of patients don't know to register with the Pennsylvania Department of Health pre-hand. And that makes them have to wait longer because the doctor can't just go right into your file because it, the Pennsylvania Department of Health controls the whole, like everything. So they have to open up your, your case, I guess, and get that, and that going. So the doctor would just, and the Pennsylvania Department of Health gives you a patient ID number. So when you go to the doctor's appointment and you just give the doctor that patient ID, then he, And instead of him requesting one to be made, like you already got it, you know, like you got it there, boom, they give it to you immediately as soon as you leave the website. And so when you present that number to the doctor, all you got to wait is another five days for your card to come in the mail instead of another seven to get him in contact with the Department of Health, because, you know, doctors are and everything like their secretary does it and they and then it goes to them and then it's just not it ends up being a longer process than necessary.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, I, I see. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's sort of similar in a way to like my state and a lot of other states like you have like, I like when I got my card in Massachusetts, like I, I wanted it to, it to sort of be foolproof. So I paid an extra like it was 200 to my doctor and then it was like a fifty dollars sort of fee to register for them to register me into the portal for me. So I had the doctor do all of that, right? And it ended up being like I believe two fifty, three hundred. But yeah, we have to register with the portal. But our our state recently, through um, a lot through um, activists and through a lot of uh, through a lot of organizations, we persuaded the state to get rid of fifty dollar registry fee. So when I renew again, I just have to pay my dollars. Like, for renew, it's like one-third. I can find a way to get to one-third. But, um, so, so, um, so I see that you're more of like a person that uses um, flowers or any sort of strains and any sort of like preparations that
3: work best for you or uh, we'll see like and here's the thing like Pennsylvania has had such a flower shortage like it's absurd once a flower drop happens if you don't get there as soon as the dispensary opens you don't get flowered like a lot, a lot of our dispensaries open at 10 a.m you can best believe by 12 there will be no flower there so, that being the case i've have I've had to more result towards wax, and so I've started using concentrates more often, and I guess flour hasn't been having the same effect on me, you know as since I've been smoking so much wax lately, but I would like but if the product was available, yes, I would most certainly end up going back to flour more often. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't get flour because I do get flour, but it's just easier for me to get to get waxed because I know I'm not going to get flour if I don't make it to the dispensary by a certain time. Like if I can't be in the line that's already formed around the wall outside the door, like then I'm not going to get it. So... <laughs>
0: A lot of times I don't want to
3: go through that, especially in the winter. Who wants to stand? It's a Pittsburgh, man. Who wants to stand out (laughs) in, like, in February, like, outside the door before we, like, you know. Oh, and another thing is I got to hold my ID up and my, like, both my IDs, my state license and my Pennsylvania medical card, like, up to a camera outside of the dispensary door before they even let me in.
1: Yeah, we have that here in math.
3: Yeah,
1: like they treat this worse than like um, controlled like substances. Like when I go and get like like my um, paracetamol or whatever refilled, I just have to show one ID and then I get it at CVS. You know, I don't have to I don't have to go through one door and then show the cam show the card to the camera at CVS. They just I just go to the pharmacy the they check my ID. They fill it. I pay. That's it. But it's like they're treating this like it's like nuclear nuclear waste. It's
3: it's just it's no, it. they're treating it worse. I've I've gotten OxyContin out of the pharmacy with just giving them my grandfather's birthday. Wow. Like they yeah like that's how lenient they are with pills, which is absolutely absurd. I can I can go to the pharmacy right now and pick up my father's prescription if I want it as long as I have his birth date you know like a lot of times they don't even check ID yeah and and like you can p- and you can most certainly go pick up um, somebody else's medication you yeah, know like know like if, if, if exactly you know why can't why can't that be the case with this like why is this being treated different than any other medication which I don't understand why it is being treated different than any other medication. I don't understand how it's still a schedule one when it's obvious that there's medical benefits because there's a medical programs for it. So how, uh, like, that's what I don't get is how can the government still say that there's no medical benefit when, when they are, but they're not, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like you're saying, you're acknowledging that there is, but on paper you're saying that there isn't. So, what is it? I don't know like, I, is there a medical benefit, or is there not? because if there is then I'm sorry, but it can't be a schedule one exactly
1: it's it's yeah, I mean it's just like i I feel like a lot of it, like I say a lot in the podcast it's like it's culture war posturing like um these politicians they 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 want to sort of divide and conquer like their perception of what cannabis users are are just are they hippies they like. Fish. They, um, you know, they're into tie dye. They're 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 this 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 hippy dippy sort of person. And we want to marginalize those people. We want you to just drink alcohol. We want you to just use our pharmaceuticals. And we're gonna take away your rights and and put you in the military in the prison industrial complex if you don't comply and you don't and you don't be supportive of it And that's I I feel like that's that, that guides a lot of the cannabis policy. And the only way it's going to be federally legal is if, if we A, elect a president that wants that, and B, both, both chambers of Congress go, go our way. But even then, like, there's no guarantee that they're going, that whoever gets elected next year is going to make federal legalization a priority. It's no guarantee. We could still, we could still be hanging in the wind for a few more years right now, I, I feel. And, um, so this brings me to sort of, like, the solutions part of this, like, interview. Like, do you, like, like do you, like, sort of write to your sort of politicians to get a, a better program in, in Pennsylvania, like, in terms of craft cannabis and craft dispensaries and, and home grow and just way more options in general so they aren't, like, flower shortages?
3: Well, see, uh a lot – um a lot of people went i think just down to Harrisburg uh a couple weeks ago and they uh petitioned outside for uh home grow i unfortunately couldn't make it cuz uh i had work and it was in the middle of the week but um we, more recently so yes uh when i was younger i used to protest a lot but like just being loud and now that i'm older i realize the way to go is just like you said, directly to the politician. And, um, yes, more recently. So I have been involved myself writing my local politicians, but I think not enough enough people are. And I think, and I, and I don't know why, because I feel like people know that's what they have to do, but they're just not putting in the effort. And all it takes is for like, and I seen, uh, a meme the other day and it was kind of like, um, don't hide. Like if, if everybody came out of the closet about your cannabis use, they couldn't stop us all, you know? And it's that, and that's true. And that's true because so many people are afraid to come out about their, about their cannabis use. So they're afraid to get in contact with their local politician because who like Jane at the front desk is Karen's cousin. And, you know, and then like next thing you know, it's just like a whole, it's a whole, so older people are more afraid to just get, to get that out in the open, you know? And mm-hmm. us, and I feel like us younger people aren't at that, like we're, we're there, but we're not, we'd like the boomers are still there, you know? So yeah, they still run things top to bottom. Right. Right. Like they're slowly dying off and like slowly getting out, but like not quick enough and not fast enough. Definitely. Um, it's, it, it's such a struggle
1: like um like i like it just feels like our politicians don't like they don't listen like i like i write to my i write to my politicians almost all the time, and like they just they just don't get it like in, in our state like b- believe it or not we've have we've had medical for about I want to say we legalized in twenty twelve but the first dispensaries did not open for twenty fifteen and to date we only have about fifty six dispensaries so when I, when so when I'm driving around, like, I only have, I only have one, I have, the nearest one from my house is about a 20 minute drive, and um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot in my county, because so many have, like, because of Reaver Mass, so, so many have banned, have, have, well, they haven't banned medical, but there's not a lot of medical in my county, because my county is, like, very sort of uptight, but, like, I don't know if it's like that in Pennsylvania, where you have to drive like long distances to sort of get your medicine.
3: See, I mean, for me, I'm lucky because I live in a, near a major city. Like I, I live in Coryapolis, and Pittsburgh is literally a ten minute drive. So, I have at least seven dispensaries where I drive. Well, okay, not that many. So uh, maybe probably four within a 25-minute driving distance and then, like, a total of seven within, like, a 45-minute distance. Well, there's people out in the middle of Pennsylvania, like, out in in the boonies where they got to drive an hour and a half one way to their dispenser because there's a lot of, like, I'm in, um, like, uh, I pay attention to the Strain Gang PA um uh, a group on Facebook and they, uh, a lot of people in there will, will say like, dude, I got to drive an hour and a half, an hour, 45 minutes one way to the dispensary. And that, that's absurd for somebody that, to, for them to get there and back, that's almost a four hour trip to get your medicine, dude. Like that's like some Balto shit. <laughs> like remember that movie Balto? Yeah. The, uh, the blood dog, the sick. Yeah, the sled dogs <laughs> like that's like, like that's how the winter is out here, man. Like, like especially in the boonies where there aren't salt trucks, like salting the roads everywhere. Like, it's it's like that. Like, and it's and it's a shame and it's sad because if and also that goes to the solution where fine you don't want to uh, build an expensive dispensary, a nice fancy dispensary out there. Let us home grow. That Probably. solves that problem. Home grow, craft, craft that's cannabis, that's problem.
1: all that stuff would just make it would make it cheaper and get rid of this the the, the barriers of entry. They'll make it like millions of dollars to open a dispensary. Like like um, right. Maine, for example, they they they've had medical for like two decades, like like as long as the West Coast, and they have like Maine. They made it like they made the barriers of entry really low, so you can. So they have like farmers market, like someone can grow several plants out of their, their house and then and then sell it in their own storefront. Or they can they can establish a storefront for very cheap. They can um you can have like co ops and, and sort of farmers markets and, you know, they they have that. It's like a mini it's like a mini California slash Colorado I would think because they they kept it, you know, so average people can get in really easily. But it feels like on the East Coast, all well, that, around, it's it's not like that. It's, uh, yeah, I it's
3: think. not. That's not the case out here. You got like you got to be a rich white person in order to start um, to start your own company. Like like there's like I don't know if you've uh, heard of New Jersey Weed Man. At yeah, all. yeah. Like cause love he has, them. Yeah, like yeah. Me too. And um, but it's it's like that everywhere. You know, like like there's no. African American, um, growers out in out in Pennsylvania right now. Like there's a, and, and that's the thing, like you, you, like there's regular Joe Schmoes, like, like me and you, um, I mean, well, I'm, I'm Caucasian, but, um, like, like, but normal people, we can't, we can't, we can't do this. Like we, we need to have hundreds and thousands of dollars for licenses and to just to uh, even apply basically not even to get it up and going. Like so if it needs to be where normal people like me and you like if if we just graduate get out of college and want to start our own business, we can do so with a couple tens of thousands of dollars like in and and you know without having to start a multi without having to have hundreds of thousands just in application fees and licenses and permits And all that nonsense. Like, it doesn't have to be as difficult and pocket wrenching as they're making it, but that's corporate America. I mean, that's, I mean, we want legalization, but is that what legalization is going to be? Or is it going to be freedom like it should be? You know?
1: Yeah. And I, like, I, there's one other, like, channel that I listen to called the um, Daily Dope Show, and he's a, and Brando or Brandon, I believe, he's a, He's a cannabis brewer in, in Michigan and he's been doing it for decades. And they sort of had a system where, you know, they had a caregiver system where average Joes could start it really easily. And it was like that in Michigan for a while. But now the now with legalization, they legalized adult youth, and now with, you know, them sort of advancing their medical at, over the years, they've squeezed people like him out. So now it's just these corporations now, you know, even, so even, even places that have it good, like California, I've been hearing other podcasts I listen to, they, California, they're, the, the, the little person's being squeezed out too. It's just going to be like med men pretty soon. Like that's all it's probably going to be, you know, in the next few years across the United States, even in places that sort of, that sort of had it good. And it's just, it's, it's a darn shame. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like I don't know what the I don't know what the, sort of the solution is, but um, and we're getting sort of towards the end here, so um, so I'll just ask you like two or th- two more questions or so. Okay. Um, yeah,
3: sorry again, because like I've I've been like a little like if you ask me a question, I'm get a little like off topic. Instead sort of like because <laughs> the anesthesia's got me still a little woozy. No, no, no worries. It
1: makes for good conversation um so so um i so I understand that like the the Republicans in sort of Pennsylvania kind of control the state house and stuff, and I know the governor is like the governor is a Democrat, and then the lieutenant governor is very sort of progressive, but they get overridden by their by the g o p um and i and to my knowledge, from my research. Mike Tarazai, the House Speaker, is the guy that sort of he's like the czar and the dictator that blocks everything. And there's there's a woman running against him. Um, I think her Mm -hmm. name is Emily Skopov or whatever. Um, Are there any other like so so for people in Pennsylvania, other fellow Pennsylvania listeners? Are there any people that are up for election in 2020 or any others that we can boot out to sort
3: of make this better? Um, honestly, like, I'm, like I, I don't know because I, she's really the only one that I've even heard of recently that has been like all along that subject. You know, I don't really, I haven't, to my knowledge, I haven't heard of anybody else that would make it better for us, but I'm I just don't know, you know, cause like I'm, I do follow politics closely, but not that closely. Like I'm just more recently getting involved since September, you know, since I became a medical patient myself. So I'm not fully up to date on all the Pennsylvania law lawmakers running and that for now, you know, like I'm not, all I, all I really know is like, Fetterman has is, is got our backs, and that's about, and that's about it. Um, like something, like something that
1: I do like, I notice. Um, I actually follow your governor on Twitter. Um, in my state, my governor, like the one, like just got reelected, and he's been against, like, when we voted to legalize cannabis. Him, the, the attorney general, and the mayor of Boston told us not legalize adult use but we did it anyway and he's he's been an opponent like the entire time like he he did like a vape cart ban like a wholesale vape cart ban to investigate what's going on for for like a for over a month so you couldn't buy vape carts for a while and um we and we're going to have cannabis consumption lounges last year our 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 um legis no our cannabis body or cannabis control body was going to make the Cannabis cafes legal, but then him and the attorney general like said slow, said slam the brakes and slow down, and then you know that that got delayed a year. But now we're going to have lounges, um, but you know it still has to be voted on and decided on a local level. So it's still years away. So good luck if you don't have a place to use even in a legal state like mine. And um, it's, it's just
3: crazy, but. um something that yeah i mean do. i think we should all be like 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 um how like new jersey like per se like how new jersey weed man has like his restaurant and smoking lounge like there's that should be allowed for everybody you know like everybody should have the option to do that yeah really? should be. yeah
1: definitely um so like um so with like with your reviews and stuff with like i've, I've checked those out and i i really like that i'm trying to I'm trying to get some sort of like, I'm trying to get better at sort of screen reviews. Like I've reviewed the DVD flower occasionally. Um, so just to sort of wrap this up, um, so so what got you wanting to do a channel and um, what, what advice would you have for me doing Canvas screen reviews?
3: Um, I mean, I started my channel because I was like, when I needed advice on on strains, like there wasn't much out there that, like you know, when I would go on YouTube or something, there, like, because I would look at the menu that the dispensary has, and I'm like, okay, what's blueberry? What is the blueberry AK? Like, like what? What is that made from? What is that derived from? What? what strain is it? You know, like, what do other people had to say about it? And I would there would be nothing, and about any strain. So that's what originally got me wanting to start reviewing these products. And um I'm sorry, I kind of forget the question you asked me. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: Um Yeah, so um I think I think what I was asking was um like what got you into reviewing and then like what advice do you have for me if I if, like because 'cause I, I'm starting to review frames myself, like what, what advice do you have? Oh,
3: um I mean, I just uh, the way I go is I just give my personal feelings, like my because I, I have a really deep passion for cannabis. So when when I take that first hit, like whatever flow whatever I feel like deep inside, like is how I try to put that on camera, like how I try to put that into words, like how, just like when I'm because like there's no better way like when I'm craving to use like when I want to go out and and shoot heroin and I'll sit down and I'll hit my wax pen or I'll hit my bowl like I'll literally feel the negative energy leave so when like, like there's certain smells and like strains that like a lot of the times like a lot like a lot of the lavender, like, or piney taste will get me to feel that. And, like, I'll try to describe, like, just, you know, like, when you, like, just, like, envision, like, in words what, how you feel, you know, and then just describe it. There you go. (laughs) I know that's not really great advice, but that's just, I, I yeah, no, I, I perfect. I, I get what you mean. Like,
1: I'm, I'm not really like a, I'm more of like a sort of, I guess, like, trying to look for the words. I'm more of like a, um, I'm more of, more intuitive, more, more, more than like a sensory person. Like, if you've heard about like the Myers-Briggs sort of thing. So, like, so I'm not really good at like describing like, oh, this is piney or this is whatever, but I am going to try to use my nose a bit more and try to compare the strains that I get to, the other smells that I've, I've, I've smelled like lavender or, you know, uh, basil or, you know, pine or whatever. So I think, I think that's going to help me a, a lot more when I, when I do reviews.
3: But, In, um, on, one thing you should do is like start review, like start learning like terpene profiles. That's one thing that is, I mean, I, I, I didn't even know what a terpene was until like, uh, like a, a couple months ago and now like that's what a lot of pe- a lot of pennsylvania uh patients are they, they're they more worried about the terpene profiles than they are the thc and the thca contents to be honest so um i, I don't know if if like you're met like out in massachusetts if like if your medicine comes with like a terpene profile label along with like uh the percentages on um, of the c b d or THC, THCA on it but um yeah we have I, that yeah, I've noticed that a lot of people started asking me. Um, because in the beginning when I started doing it, they weren't, um, I wasn't doing the like, I wasn't giving a picture of the label or even talking about the the terp profile. And a lot of people would comment on my videos, like, what's the terpene profile? What's the terpene profile? What's the what's the terps? And so. I would start to, I would just go off the, out the bat, like start learning about the terp, like start commenting on the terpenes a little bit more and like learning about the different types of terpene. Like I went to this uh, event the other day and Prime Wellness gave me this, uh, this packet on, um, information about different, uh, terpenes and what, uh, all different terpenes do and what the, what ailments that certain uh, terpenes are good for. And um, I'm in the middle of reading that packet and it's a good read. Awesome. Yeah. I, 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 try to look at like YouTube,
1: like lectures as well too. Like I, I've, I've listened to lectures of, um, e, of Ethan Russo who knows a lot about terpenes and um, I'm trying to get better at that too. But I, I do feel that like, you're right. Like, ter- like, you should judge a strain more by like the terpenes than like how much THC it has. Like I know that I do well with, with strains with a lot of like mercy or whatever. And I, I So I try to seek that one out. And um, but yeah, like in, in yeah, our case. Because
3: does really well with pain. Myrcine a really good pain reliever. And antidepressant
1: as well too. Right, right. So working um, working where can, where can people where can people fl- find you on like social media and
3: um in
1: instagram and
3: everywhere else and youtube um on instagram my my name is uh, joey one love um uh, and then on uh youtube it's the same thing joey one love um and then on uh facebook it's just my name uh, joey meanan m e e n a n yeah but that's the name i usually go by is joey one love or joey one love 420 but instagram it's joey one love 420. awesome um so everyone you should
1: you should definitely check out his channel especially if you live in pennsylvania because he, he reviews a lot of the different dispensaries and different sort of screens and, and, and concentrates and 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 all sorts of different stuff. So you'll get a lot out of his channel. And even if you don't live in Pennsylvania, you'll learn a lot more about turbines and you know how to sort of review strains and how to sort of test out what works for you. So I definitely recommend you guys check out his channel. And Joey, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time and being patient with me getting the technology sort of worked out
3: yeah I'm again I just feel bad because I know I probably sound like an idiot right now because I'm so spaced out from this surgery so I just want to apologize if like you asked me anything and I just totally went off the wall so no worries no worries all right well thanks for having me man I really appreciate talking to you I'm 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 a big fan of your show. I just recently discovered your show and ever sit like about like a month ago. And ever since I've, I've just been hooked. So I've been telling people about, about your show and thanks for doing what you do. I really appreciate it because there's not many cannabis um, podcasts, at least decent cannabis podcasts out there. And I think your show is by far the best out there. So I just want to th- thank you for even considering having me on.
1: Yeah, not not a problem at all. It, it, that, that means a lot. I, I, you know, when I, when, I did, when I started this podcast, I was trying to sort of teach people things I like when I first become a, became a patient. And I'm trying to, there's a lot of like new shows, they talk more about canvas news, but they don't talk about like the day-to-day that patients um, have to deal with. So, and that's, that's where you and I come in. And I, I really try to make this geared towards regular ass people. And, um, and it, it, it takes us regular ass people to, to make this legal and to make this accessible. And again, I thank you so much for the compliment. I, you know, just hearing that makes you want to continue doing this. And I, I, I really love, love helping out people and getting it accessible to everyone no matter where, what state they live in.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you doing what you do.
1: Not a problem. Thank you so much, and um, I, I hope you have a very good day, and let's, let's stay in contact.
3: All
2: right. Yeah, and,
3: uh, yeah we'll definitely stay in contact. Um, but it was nice talking to you, man. Nice talking to you, man. Have right. a good one. Peace out. Peace.
2: If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon dot com slash I See sativa podcast. You can also support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have five dollar and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am sativa podcast and click the send voice message button, and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617-466-9389. That is 617-466-9389, and I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link, um, www.bit.ly slash 33fkrv9. And you can try the following coupon codes, dog treat 20, tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO and 15 percent sign off cbd and you can use those codes to get a discount on various cbd products on their website and if you are looking to get inexpensive cbd flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in new england check out bostonhempire.com where you can get frequent sales on cbd flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well, too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products, too. Feel free to enter the URL, HTTPS colon slash slash shop dot Boston dot com slash question mark. REF equals D Scotland. Peace out and ciao.